0: Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team is able to join you live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are getting into a fun conversation today. So grab your coffee. I have like a Starbucks iced vanilla frappuccino fanciness right here. (laughs) We'll be right back. hey everyone you all know henry turner he is a very very good friend of our teach better community how are you feeling
1: feeling great feeling really really good um excited for the new year and uh you know uh things things are going pretty well right now
0: i love it it's great no i think that this is i mean i'm just gonna put it into the world that this is gonna be the best year yet and we're wrapping up i mean geez it's almost february already so We're going to keep that positive spirit going. I appreciate you finding time to join the show.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. It's funny. uh, A little while ago, I was talking to my vice principal uh, just before the new year, and she was saying, um, you know, this is going to be a fantastic year. And then all of a sudden, we were, like, looking at all of the things that possibly could go wrong, And right? And, like, that's where we got to check ourselves and just say, like, it's going to be a good year. We got to, like, live in the moment. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to channel that energy uh, in this this January for sure.
0: Yeah, I know. We got good things ahead, good things for us. Yeah. Well, Henry, I know a lot of people in our community already know you, already follow you, already have read your book and continue to be connected to you. But let's just pretend we got some newbies in our Teach Better family. Do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, kind of all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I am... Um, Uh, high school principal in Massachusetts, a school of 2,200 students. Um, I've been doing uh, this job in my school for eight years now, uh, which is crazy to think. And uh, I'd been a principal uh, four years prior to that. And I'd say that leadership is definitely where my passion is. How do you help our schools um, to be student-centered, to be a place where all students feel seen, feel connected, feel empowered? Um, and how do we work with all of the different dynamics of uh, of our school uh, to, to be able to keep that value front and center. Um, and so, uh, yeah, a couple years ago, wrote a book called Change the Narrative, which is uh, focused for leaders who want to change uh, their school and, and foster an anti-racist culture in their school. Um, and it was... Uh, it was really inspired to uh, by all the questions we were fielding as we've you know had have gained some success in uh, our connectedness for students and um, you know how do we work with teachers? How do we work with uh, families? how do we work how do we empower students? Um, what does instruction look like sort of real practical tips for educators um, to, to start to foster that culture.
0: I love this conversation. I've, the last few conversations we've had over the last mm-hmm. few weeks on the Today show has really been, you know, what are those resources out there, it's the new year, everybody's setting goals. What are the books? What are the podcasts you got to listen to? Something I really enjoy about your your book and the content you continue to push out is it's for everyone. It's not Mm -hmm. only if you fit into this small niche or if you're trying to improve in this specific area, but every single educator in kind of that school ecosystem can benefit from this kind of work by approaching it through their own lens. I think this is a really good opportunity for people if they haven't yet kind of explored this avenue being maybe on their goal list as they wrap up January and into February mm-hmm. for the 2024 year?
1: I, I think that we have to really broaden the idea of leadership, right? That's not just about a position. Um, it's not about your role. And uh, leadership is also not about is not about the position that you're in. And so um, it really d- requires a lot of skills um, and I think that those are the skills that we should work for, on, for for ourselves, but also those are skills that we should be developing for our students, um, you know, from elementary school all the way through post-secondary, right? How do we help them uh, to step outside their comfort zone? How do we help them to engage a larger community? How do we help them to change um, to change a community based on what their passion is? We know that our students are passionate, and we know that if we give them those skills, they're going to do amazing things. They're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to feel connected to school. They're going to engage in our school more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, for me, leadership is more than just the position that you're in. And so often, I hear educators talk about, um, you know, my administration won't let me do this, right? Or um, they, you know, they're blaming the parents won't let me do this. If you're an administrator, right? The community won't let me do this. My superintendent won't let me do this. And so at some point, it's about how do you step outside yourself to help get buy-in from all of those different constituencies, regardless of what your role is. Um, you know, there is not one school community where everyone's going to say yes all the time, right? We've got to help um, learn what are the skills to help people see that the ideas that we hold, that we have, the values that we have can be better um, uh, better seen if we go down this path, if we you know, buy into this new change, if we... Um, focus on uh, these instructional strategies, right? Like those are the things that we all have to, we all have to have. You
0: know, Henry, something I uh, continue to admire about you is not just your passion, but your drive to stay connected to a, a wide range of educators to really help improve the field. It's not just about putting out a resource and hoping someone picks it up, but You're a very connected educator. And I know even members of our PLN here have had goals in the past or maybe have set goals for this year to be better connected to the educational community. What are people out there doing? How can I learn from them in as free of a way as possible, right? Like, how do you make it easy? How, How did you start your journey getting connected to other educators? And then how do you sustain it? Because it's not something that people frequently find easy to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely not easy to do. Um, yeah, I I, I I, mean, I think that um, as a student, I've always wanted, I've always been, you know, a good learner, someone that's wanted to learn, wanted to learn more. I think that's true of many teachers, right, that we that we love learning. And so we learn best when we learn together. Um, and I would say some of the smarter decisions I've made many bad decisions, but the smarter decisions that I've made um, were to um, were to go into leadership programs uh, for my principal license and then for my doctorate that were really focused on the cohort model um, where you learn together, right? And so I remember someone saying that in practice, we, in education, we never make a decision by ourselves. Um, it's always with other people. And so I think that value has really just stuck with me. And so um, you know, I've always been interested in building relationships in the schools that I that I'm in. And then it was in the, you know, the school district that I'm in and then broadening to the state level and then trying to figure out well, how do you connect beyond that. Right. And so going to conferences, going um, on social media and other ways and you know, finding what you want to get out of those um, those areas. Right. Like going to meet good people like you and like, you know, and having good conversations like that's what energizes me, drives me um and also realizing that like social media for all of the problems that it can create and you know, one of the great things it can create is like you can learn some really cool things from some really cool people right and so like that's my goal for going on social media is that i want to you know learn a couple of things and so i think the question of like sustainability is um you know definitely a question that i i constantly come back to and in our book we actually talk about the idea of what what learning we we buy into the idea of learning being about learning, reflecting, acting, and then assessing it, right? Like the cycle of inquiry. And so that reflection piece is something that as educators, we constantly skip, um, and we want to go straight into action. And I think, like, why don't we step back, sort of use our vacation time, use our time with our family to sort of like, really focus on ourselves? What is it that we want to get out of it? Am I assessing you know, the ways in which we're connecting, I think those are critical ways to sustain it. Um, You know, I'll just say one more thing that I I also think that in some ways, I'm an introvert. And so I, I want that time by myself, um, for sure. And so I think so focusing on that sometimes is, is a goal.
0: I think it's wonderful that we can encourage our community here that wants to continue to stay connected to educators in a meaningful way, looking at first identifying what you're trying to get out of it. That's a great takeaway here. And then also looking for when you are seeking it, looking for that cohort model, wanting to find groups of people, not just one person to help you continue that journey. So good goals here already as we're in this conversation. We'll be right back to dive into Henry's head a little bit deeper. with us here at the Teach Better Today morning show. We're having some great discussion with Henry Turner, and now we're kicking it up a notch. I have a really, really good direction I want us to go here because I am a constant consumer of your information. Henry, I love following you on social media. We we're, we're have each other's phone numbers. We're texting. I really, really value you and all that you're able to share with educators. I'd love to see kind of what's top of mind right now, right? Like the New Year's here, we're wrapping up January, and I'm sure you're finding yourself sharing some some consistent things, whether it's with staff members or your community online. You're kind of seeing educators need something or really value something that you've shared that you feel like has made a good impact. I wonder if you wouldn't mind kind of starting there with this conversation of what do you feel like educators would value as a good reminder this morning?
1: Hmm. Well, there's a lot that come to mind. And and um what I would one thing that is, you know, been front and center in my mind is that um, you know, we are now several years from when the pandemic started, right? And yes, yes. Um, and so I think that the hope for the new normal or the normal or whatever you know the term of the of the year was is that um we're not returning to anything. Um, you know, that was prior to the the pandemic. And I also think that the hopes that something better is coming down the line is also I think, um, um, I think we're just, you know, we're waiting too long for that, uh, that, that to occur. And so, you know, there are definitely it's really hard to be an educator right now, there's a lot of um, negativity about educators, there's a lot of politics that um, are focused on um, dividing educators, dividing educators with students and with parents, and so you know, I think that um, w- in one way we can sort of keep hoping for it to get better and feel hopeless, or we can you know energize ourselves and find what is the where is the place that gives us the most energy. And often mm-hmm. I know for educators that's working with kids, right? That is like getting down into like what is what do my students need the most, and I think that from the student end that's what they need is more adults, um, you know, being curious about them, supporting them, um, channeling their energy and supporting their energy. And so I would say that um, the thing that I'm trying to really focus on in our school, and uh, for myself is that, you know, we can't just stand by and just sort of like, you know, try to maintain, we need to keep growing. This is the you know, the only year that our students are going to be ninth graders or the only year they're going to be 10th graders, right? And so let's make it an amazing year for them and do it in a way that they want, right? Make them feel empowered, make them feel engaged, support them. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're focusing a lot on um, incorporating uh, UDL strategies in our classrooms, right? And so it's like, how do we make sure that our strategies are more student-centered, the options that were, the pathways we're giving students are more student-driven. Uh, how do we make sure that our, that students, you know, who want to echo their voice or get their voice out there have the opportunity to do that? And, you know, we are, we're a high school where, you know, politics are constantly playing a role in our school, you know, whatever the topic is. And so it's supporting students to get their passion out there, right? And I think that's how they feel connected to the school. It's how they connect feel connected to us. Um, I think it's also energizing for us. And I know those are the moments that energize me. And so despite all of the madness, it's, you know, it's leaning forward, it's supporting our students, and it's leaning into our values.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we can give our community here a little challenge as they head into the day, maybe and keep this in the back of your mind throughout the rest of the week, is how you can incorporate that student voice, that student choice, and those go together, but, you know, like, how do we incorporate that into the day-to-day and not just the one time we offer a project? Like, can we find a way to open up the floor for our students to expose those types of conversations at any age level uh, more consistently? And whether you're listening and you're a science teacher, English teacher, math teacher, social studies, or anything in between, um, can we, can we really foster that being a consistent value of the culture that exists in the school versus just a, a pillar that we attempt to stand on every so often when we assign the right project, you know, <laughs> during the month?
1: Yeah, I think, I think like the more we can lean into research skills, right? Um, giving students, uh, what is it something they're passionate about and helping them to, you know, to, to research. Uh, the ways to defend their arguments. So we do, um, you know, one of our, one of our bigger projects in our school is our sophomore speech, um, which is a place where students get to um, craft uh, their uh, call to action, right? And they spend um, weeks and weeks and weeks on this. And it's a big, it's a big project, but what they learn is how to, um, how to speak to their audience, right? It's not about just what they want to say to the audience, it's how do they get their audience to hear them. And so I think that when we, regardless of whether it's science class or history class or whether it is uh, in your culinary class, right, like how do you um, do the research of your audience? How do you do the research of um, the issue that you want to talk about and um, relay that information in a way that people are going to hear it, that people are going to mm-hmm. connect, with it, right? um and i think that that uh that's how we connect right like you you and i Ray. i don't know if this is true but you and i can disagree on a lot of things right but if we don't um hear each other if we don't listen to each other then um you know then there's no point in us having a conversation right it's like how do we the skill of like how do i communicate to ray in a way that she's going to hear me she's going to connect with me and i'm going to listen to her right and i think that um, whether it's a big project like our you know sophomore speech or whether it's a research project or whether it's a um, or it's you know you're you're, co- you're cooking a meal for your class right like in what way are you doing it so that it's not just about you but it's it's for others
0: mm, so many good things here I'm excited to even continue this conversation after our time now just because I know there's going to be so many different ideas floating about whether they be in the comments now or or even just you know as the day continues kind of thinking through how to do that. So friends, please do not hesitate to reach out and Henry and I would love to be a part of that brainstorming cohort to help create this not only in your classroom maybe as soon as tomorrow but even fulfill making this a more sustainable routine in your daily practice. Henry, do you mind sharing how people can stay connected to you, how they can reach out to you. And also, obviously, they can go on Amazon and Barnes and Noble to grab the book. But I want to make sure they have that information, too.
1: Sure. So the easiest way to uh, connect with me is uh, is to subscribe to my newsletter, henryjturner.com. Um, and that way, you have my email address. So we can connect uh, uh, with each other. I'm also on Twitter at, at TurnerHJ and Instagram at Turner underscore HJ.
0: Love it. Friends, of course, if you have any issues connecting with Henry, just direct message any one of us here on the Teach Better team, including myself. We can give you all of his information, including if you really need it, like a social security number. I got you guys. No problem. (laughs) Get get y'all connected. Uh, Henry, So much. thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insight and giving us some good stuff to think about
1: this morning. Always fun. Thanks. Have a great
0: day. Oh, so good for everyone else. We hope you have an amazing day as well. We'll see you soon on Teach Better Today morning show. And of course, if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.